can you talk about how you got into trading your journey to become a successful and profitable trader? Uh, sure. Yeah, I I first got into trading um, really coming out of college. I graduated during the recession and, you know, there weren't a lot of jobs out there. So um, I got interested in trading just because my dad was always pressing me to kind of take the next level in investing. Um, you know, so he he started me off as a young age, just just kind of teaching me about investments and, and started with small things like bank accounts. And, you know, I went on the CDs, money management accounts. And when I got out of college, he was like, hey, take the next step, uh, start learning about stocks. So I started learning about stocks. I was fortunate enough to meet a guy that had a lot of success in uh, in the stock and real estate business. I was dating his granddaughter, essentially. So he kind of he kind of brought me in to feel me out, make sure I was okay. And when we noticed that we shared his interest, he kind of took me under his wing. So I started in the stock market, um, was had pretty good success with investing. However, the money was slow. Um, I was young and greedy and wanted to, you know, was kind of disappointed. Like I'm not making a million dollars right away, even though I'm doing well. And that's when I, w I really stumbled on the Forex. I, I tried penny stocks for a little bit to kind of get that action, that, that quick bang for your buck. I failed miserably at penny stocks. Um, but eventually a friend of mine told me about Forex. Um, and of course you, you hear all the things about make a lot of money really, really quick. I did love trading, but you know, obviously the money was intriguing. Um, as I became more passionate about it, it's like, Hey, I just don't want to do this for fun. I, I think I want to do this for a living. And I got into Forex and the same thing, the learning curve was nothing like I expected. I expected to be good really, really quick because I had really quick success in the stock market and Forex and, and trading and, and being a technical trader was a completely different game. Struggled for a very long time. Um, eventually ended up getting a mentor and a coach in trading or in Forex trading. Struggled for probably about a year, even after having a coach and a mentor, because my, my mind just wasn't right. Um, and eventually I got my mind right. I started focusing on the right things, the things that my, my trading coach had told, had told me the entire time. And things started to turn around and I started seeing success and I haven't looked back since. Nice. And so, uh, keeping on that subject, because I know when I first learned about uh, Forex, I thought it was a get-rich uh, scheme, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, I actually got into it and learned how everything worked and how uh, risk management was really, like, the biggest thing. It kind of changed my whole perspective on finances, period. Yeah. Uh, can you just talk about, like, the reality of actually being a successful trader, how it really is, like, um, yeah, there, I mean, the reality is just like you just mentioned, the reality of being a successful trader is risk management is key. It took me so long to realize that as well. You know, everything you hear is about, you know, the, 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 the fancy lifestyle, the cars and, 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 and the girls and the, the money and you see all the, the posts and you want that type of stuff. And the reality is most of those traders fade either, you know, they have really short term success and then you never hear from them again because they blew it all. Um, because they're over leveraged or they're just flat out lying. And the reality of trading is it's 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 slow, it's it's slow and it's boring. It's it's not I mean I, I get excitement from I get excitement from analyzing the charts, the process of going through charts and trying to figure out the puzzle. But trading opportunities don't come as often as you think. Good trading opportunities don't come as often as you think. A lot of trades lose. So you spend a lot of time losing. Most of your time spent as a trader is actually in a drawdown. It, it's really kind of just you kind of tread in the water for long periods of time um, and then you get this 
big pop and then you're excited and then you kind of tread for another long period of time and it's a it's a slow boring process um but if done right it can be very profitable it just isn't as exciting as what people make it to to seem i think the exciting part is just being in love with the markets and kind of the game of kind of figuring out and guessing what's going on even if you're not actively trading it i was taught to learn to love the process instead of the results yeah that's that's good always gave me some good uh, but next question, what is the hardest thing in Forex that you never accounted for or before that you started? Ooh, what's the hardest thing? Um, I think trading psychology. I think what, what you just said about about learning to love the process and not the results. Um, because no matter how you look at it, I mean, we're, we're in a results-based industry. It, it's, it's, you know, if you don't do good, you don't make money. You don't make money. I mean, what's the point in, in a sense? So results kind of always hover over your head like you need to do good you need to perform it's no different than like a professional athlete if you don't perform well someone's going to take your spot but at the same time we're taught or we're at least the the ones with the professional mindset we're taught don't worry about results so it's a massive amount of trust in the process especially as a younger trader now as you know i've been i've been thankfully consistently profitable for a while so i have 100 belief 100 belief in my process my strategy my system in not to sound cocky, but just, I, I know I'm going to be profitable at the end of the year. I don't know how profitable, but I know if I do things the right way, I'm going to be profitable. However, a newer trader and myself as a younger trader, when you don't have those results to kind of back it up, when you don't kind of have historical results to say, Hey, I'm, I'm going to be good. It's, it's really hard because you're, you're kind of flying blind. People are telling you trust the process, just go through your trading plan and do it the right way. And when you're in a losing streak, you know, you kind of think you're never going to come out of it. You're like, man, this is BS. I'm not, you know, I'm losing money. I'm not going to, I need to get the results. So, so it's hard initially to do that. But I think once you get over that obstacle and once you kind of get your feet into the game, and you've proven to yourself that you can do it, it makes it a lot easier. But initially it's, it's very difficult because results is the only way you can really, you're used to judging yourself. And, and that comes from school where it's like, you know, you, you take a test you get a grade back and, and, you know, that shows how smart you are. You can be the smartest person in the world, you think, but if you get a 30% on your test, everyone looks at you as being dumb and you probably start to look at yourself as being dumb as well, even though you just may not be a good test taker. Um, next question. Mm-hmm. What does your daily routine look like? And what are some practices or hobbies that you like to do to alleviate the pressure and stress of being a full-time trader? Good question. Um, I get up about, I'd say about 5.15 each morning. Uh, (laughs) Now that that does vary depending on kind of the market behavior, Um, you know, and the day of the week. I'm not actively trading on Mondays and Fridays, so I can can sleep in a little bit. It depends on, you know, I got two kids, what time they went to sleep. Um, I think sleep is important. So if it's a a night where it's like, I've been up all night with a, a crying kid, um, you know, I can stretch it out to like 630 or something like that at, at, at the max. But uh, I prefer to be up 515. Um, I, I get up. I, I spend about a half an hour doing everything but trading. Um, so it, it varies. I, I, I try to stretch. I, I try to do some type of like uh, mental relaxation thing. Uh, I'm a former athlete that still tries to be an athlete. It's hard when you get older. The body hurts all the time. So I try to do something like loosen up the neck and whatever in the morning. And then I'll just, I'll, I'll surf social media, surf emails for the first about half an hour of my day. And I do that because 
I used to rush straight to the charts um, right away. And I would find that even though my body is awake, like I'm up and going, like my mind is still kind of like in half sleep mode. I just wasn't seeing things the right way. And I was I was making judgments that I shouldn't have. So I try to give myself at least a half an hour before I actually do anything serious on the charts. So after that half an hour, I'll spend uh, probably anywhere between another half an hour to an hour, uh, depending on what the markets are doing, just doing my, my pre-market analysis. Typically, that's longer at the beginning of the week. Um, and then as the week goes on, I kind of know what to expect already. So it, it gets shorter. Follow that up with uh, some food, some food and some ESPN. Uh, get caught up <laughs> every once in a while. I'll, I'll look at the financial sites. You know, I'll, I'll do like a Reuters or a CNBC and, and pay attention to the news. But I honestly don't care about that. I kind of want to get my mind away from trading before heading into my active trading day. So my active trading day, um, aside from like a Monday and a Friday where we do some other th uh, other things with our members, active trading days, I'll day trade for three hours a day from about 730 to about 10, 1030. So I'm actively involved in the market. After that, um, I'll do some stuff for the business, like producing the video and uploading it so people can see it. But I'll try to do something to get away, um, whether it's playing with my kid, whether it's going for a run, a bike ride, some type of workout, something just to kind of de-stress from the trading day. And, and that's kind of that's my form of meditation. I, I can't sit still and hum and do all that fun stuff. But like if I go lift some weights or I go run, or I, you know, I got a punching bag downstairs, I go hit the bag a little bit. It kind of lets me kind of, if I, you know, if I had a good day, it gets the energy out. If I had a bad day, it gets the frustration out. It allows me to kind of separate my trading from my life. That way I don't bring it back to my family. Um, after that, at some point in the afternoon, depending on the day again, I'll do another round of analysis, probably produce a, a video for our members showing them uh, what's on my radar. And then in the afternoon, I, I coach track and field. So I go down to a local college. Once, once again, get away from the computers. I get outside with people. Um, and I, I coach and come back at night and spend time with my family. Nice. Sounds like a very busy schedule. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's balanced. I mean, a lot of it depends on the day. You know, there's, there are days where like today I, I've got, you know, I don't, I don't know what I did. I recorded a video today, but there's nothing, nothing trading related aside from managing a few positions. So today was, today was a, a pretty pretty free day. Um, and some days are busy than the others, but a lot of it depends on the market and, and what's going on in the business side of thing. The business side takes up a lot of time. Yeah, gotcha. Last question. Yep. What is the best book that you've ever read and can recommend to young people? Trading or just in general? Mm, we'll do both. One of both. Both? Um, you know what? I, I think the, the book that I'm gonna give you two books. I'm a cheat. For recommend it. It's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Cash Flow Quadrant. They kind of follow up on each other by Robert Kiyosaki. Uh, rich Dad, Poor Dad kind of talks about the difference between being like rich and wealthy. Which I, I, I've read that. Well, have I you? read it, but I downloaded it. Yeah, it's 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 a good one. I mean, I I I I think my dad did a good job of preparing me just like with financial education. But I never knew the difference between rich and wealthy. I I, I thought people with fancy cars and big houses are are you know wealthy automatically when a lot of the time they're just rich and if you know if they miss a paycheck all of that goes away or you know I've, I've seen people growing up um, from Philly people growing up where they live in a, a, a horrible house but they got a you know a $50,000 $70,000 car outside it's like well you're not really wealthy you, you spend all your money on this thing and so that book kind of changed my mindset and then cash flow quadrant followed it up that really talked about the difference between 
for me being self-employed and being kind of a, a business owner and an investor. And for the longest time, I thought that self-employed was the same thing as like an entrepreneur, same thing as like a, a business owner. And it's really not, you know, self-employed is good, but self-employed also means that you need to work this many hours for your business to, to, to really strive. Um, when you're a business owner, you still have to work, but your business has the ability and same thing with an investor. You're basically, you can produce money without you actually being there. If you're a business owner, you have employees that make sure the business is running when you're away. If you're an investor, kind of like in the markets, you can have a position, you can leave and your money is still active in the markets, making money for you. And, and that was big for me because I didn't want to be, you know, 70 years old, still working, you know, 16 hour days just to make sure my business is afloat. I, I'd love to have it, have something where I don't have to be active mm -hmm. and my money is still producing money for me. So I think that was a, that combination would be the biggest books for me in general that I would recommend. Trading related, trading related, I got a lot of them. Um, I th I'd say Market Wizards is a good one. It's not a technical book. It's not going to teach you really anything about trading as far as like how to get in, involved in things. But Market Wizards gave me hope. Um, I, I told you earlier, I struggled for a long time. I think a lot of traders struggle for a long time. Market Wizards was a collection of interviews with the best traders of all time. And reading through it, I discovered two things. One, all of these traders had different styles. And I thought there was, when I first got involved, I thought there was one magic system that worked, like there's one secret thing that no one's telling us that worked. Um, and all of these traders had different styles. You know, one guy used the almanac. He was looking at the stars and the moon and basis trading off of that. And, you know, I'm like, if you can make trading, if, if you can make money in trading doing different ways, um, it kind of gives you hope. It, it, it kind of offers a different perspective to stop looking for this one thing and kind of look to just find your thing. And secondly, what was cool is that aside from one person, all of these traders sucked to begin with. I mean, all of them were really, really, really bad. There was one story of a guy that he lost. He's working for a, you know, a firm or something. He lost money, lost all his money on a trade. He had to go in the stairwell and call his mom to ask for a loan. And I'm like a grown man in the stairwell calling his mom, asking for money so we can get back into a trade. If that's not, <laughs> if that's not rock bottom, I don't know what it is. Um, but that gave me hope because all of these guys were bad. Um, guys and girls were bad at one point and they went on to be the best. So from someone that was reading it when I was pretty bad, you know, and, and kind of, you know, you're down on yourself, you're depressed, you think you'll never be good. It was really encouraging. Cause I'm like, man, like I can do it too. And it just gave me that little bit of hope to kind of, to kind of keep trying and keep going after it. And, you know, I, I believe as long as people, if you're doing the right things for long enough, you'll find success. Um, as long as you don't quit you'll eventually become successful if you continue to work at it. So that was massive for me. All right. Thank you for so much having me uh, for doing this interview, first off. No problem, man. No problem. To your time, but that's it. Where, where are you at right now in your, uh, your trading, would you say? Mm -hmm. I'm... I'm well, I just switched to, to stocks about probably mm -hmm. six months ago. Okay. But I was doing Forex since 2016. All right. Uh, but I stopped Forex because I was trading the dollar pairs a lot. And, you know, mm -hmm. those like very manipulated. And yeah. I, was, yeah, I was getting very frustrated with it. So I just stopped. And uh, 
stocks are a little bit easier for me. Mm-hmm. I do uh, moving average crossovers and yeah. occasionally I'll do like RSI divergence and all that. But um, I think I'm, I'm pretty good at it. My risk management has came a long way. I do mean a long way. <laughs> Man, I will blow a 20% of the day, and it's like, how I even do that? <laughs> Man, I wish, I, wish, I wish more people knew about that. It's so, I mean, it's so key, right? Just don't, like, don't do anything stupid. Yeah, man. Stop doing stupid they, stuff. They don't tell you, like, it's, it's not really about the percentage that you win. It's limiting your losses. Like, that's, like, huge. Dude, people don't really understand that. They don't. Everyone so I deal with this on a daily basis. I mean, everyone's so caught up over, like, you got to win 80% of the time. And it's like, you, you, you don't have to. Like, just make, like, just, you can lose a lot. You keep your losses small. Just don't, don't take that, don't take that big loss that takes 20% of your account. And, like, you know, you'll get those. I mean, I think everyone wins. But, you know, the, the successful people, like you said, they, they keep those losses tight and their wins make up for it or the, the ones that are struggling you know they 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 hit those massive bombs and it takes like you know it takes away from all their winners and some and then they're in, in the hole yeah, and then their psychology is goes out the window and they just start doing stupid stuff exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> oh man all right man i appreciate it man i appreciate you hey no problem man if you ever need anything just feel free to reach out all right yes, sir thank you Right, no problem. Take care, man. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye.